the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today, well, it's the double nickel, episode number 55 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia, and it is Monday, January the 11th, 2010. So a couple of uh, multiples of 11, I guess, go figure. Weird, but but it works. It's also about as early in the morning as I've ever done a show, so it's about 7 a.m. I've never done a show this early, but now I feel like a real news anchor, I guess, or sports anchor, whatever you want to call me, <laughs> uh, doing a show this early. Um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff indeed. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Well, you can kind of guess what the show is going to be about today. Yeah, it'd be about the NFL playoffs. That is all we're going to talk about today here on Purple Mafia. We are going to go over the four games not overly in detail, but but enough. You know, we're going to talk about them to a point that we have a discussion about about the uh, the postseason. And of course, we're going to preview the Minnesota Vikings and Dallas Cowboys game. Yep, the boys are back in town. Oh goody, right? <laughs> oh goody. Well, the Dallas Cowboys finally advance out of the first round. And our past, the second round, whatever, like a couple of years ago, they had the first round bye and they choked against the uh, New York Giants who went on to win the Super Bowl. And um, Tony Romo taking probably too much blame in some of those games. But some of them, well, he didn't step up to the plate. He, he sure the heck did twice against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I bet nobody saw that coming. I, I really don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, the Cowboys could win the final game of the regular season against the Philadelphia Eagles in a division championship clinching game because they always do that. They always used to do that to the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles back in the old days. If it was a division championship clincher at home, Dallas always wins games like that. So that's why the Minnesota Vikings got that first round bye, which was oh so necessary. But now we know who we're going to play, and it's those same Cowboys who have been red hot. The Philadelphia Eagles go from the Probably the second hottest team in the NFL, because San Diego's the hottest, right? Watch out for them, by the way. Um, they go from second hottest team in the NFL to uh, out in the first round, and out in a very devastating fashion. Uh, they just got hammered two games in a row to possibly their most hated rival, and most likely their most hated rival. So congratulations to Jim Towers beating his least favorite team. <laughs> Jim Towers, hopefully you're listening co-host of NFL East to West, fantastic show on the sportstuff.com. There was a trifecta this week with, of course, Dylan Richardson, the the host and the executive producer of the sportstuff.com, along with Farzine Vasugian, the host of the Chiefs Zone Show, who is moving on and doing more of a college career 
for broadcasting. Good luck to him, of course. He's, he's the greatest. So that's a shout-out to you, Farzine. And, of course, Jim Towers, who is extremely entertaining. And uh, all three of them know their football about as much as uh, anybody. They're excellent. Do check out that show. And look for me to possibly join this coming week. As you may have heard last week, I was going to join. Ended up being Farzine, and I understand why they would do that, because he's leaving the sportsstuff.com as a host anyway. Still going to be a member. Uh, but we're going to talk about the playoffs now. So I won't get too much about uh, web website talk. Not all, not all of you like that, as much as I love the website, and I could talk about it for hours. Um, <laughs> we'll get a little bit into that. I'll be coming a member later on, because we'd like you to join that, which is free. Um but yeah, we're going to go over the four games and, of course, preview the game, <laughs> Vikings and Cowboys. Uh, we're going to do that last. We're going to save the best for last. So we'll start off with uh, the early playoff games. We'll, the second last game we'll talk about will be the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packer game. <laughs> Green Bay Packers yesterday and the Arizona Cardinals. That was a phenomenal football game, which I think we're going to get another one of those. You can hear me talk about that. We're going to get another one of those type of shootouts, I think, in New Orleans, in the Big Easy. It's going to be a Big Easy for scoring for both offenses in that game. <laughs> That'll be the second last game. Then, of course, we'll talk about a little bit about Dallas, Philadelphia, and then more of Min- Dallas and Minnesota, of course. Uh, we're not going to take a break today. I was thinking I'd take a break before the uh, Cowboy thing. Nah, I'm, I'm just going to let it flow today. So let's do the, you could call it the least interesting game, the two teams that are least likely to move on. And, of course, that's usually how the postseason starts as well. It just seems like that's how they do it. The two teams least likely to get to the... Uh, the conference finals over there in the AFC, the New York Jets, and the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> now, before I start, obviously, it's we're still on topic here, of course, NFL playoffs. I picked four teams to win, of course, right? Only one of them won, and they won because, and they, and they won in overtime. That was the Arizona Cardinals. I picked Cincinnati to win this game. I picked the New England Patriots to defeat the Baltimore Ravens. No. <laughs> I picked the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to overcome the Dallas Cowboys because they always win in the first round and Tony Romo's Tony Romo's version of the Cowboys along with Wade Phillips have not accomplished anything in the postseason thus far so all that's out the window now and the only team to uh to not let me down this weekend was the Arizona Cardinals and uh, thank God for that temporarily thank God for that by the way though I don't think Arizona would be nearly as big a threat in the Metrodome as they were in, in their home place, their home field. All right, enough of that for now. For now, <laughs> we'll do a little prognosticating later on if we have time, and we probably will. Well, the New York Jets beat the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, the Bengals just, hmm, well, they started out the game fairly well. Carson Palmer was able to get his uh, his new buddy this year, Lavernius Coles, a guy who replaced uh, TJ Hushamajabajaba. No, TJ Hushamanzada. What? Who was that again? How do you say his name? Yeah, TJ Hushmanzada. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm not funny. <laughs> but I try to be, right? Okay, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm funny. All right, enough. But what a, uh, what a what a disappointing performance by the Cincinnati Bengals. And, man, a team that was doing so well all year just could not get it done. Just could not get it going. And... To me, it, it, it's a shame to see something like that happen. It, it really is. It's a shame to see them really kind of not perform. Yeah, they made a slight comeback late in the fourth quarter, but really just 
not it just wasn't meant to be. And these New York Jets, we had the same record last year with Brett Favre, and uh, this year they were able to squeak into the postseason, winning games they had to win, getting tiebreakers, very necessary tiebreakers. Uh, we're able to get in over teams like Pittsburgh and Miami and such. Pittsburgh, I mean, yeah, Miami's always in the mix, which is kind of cool. I kind of, I kind of like the Dolphins, kind of like them, but another young quarterback over there in Chad Henney. But Mark Sanchez, nice way to start out a career, getting to the second round in your first season as you know a, a rookie with a a mixed team, a lot of veterans and a, and a couple of young guys. Thomas Jones looking really good. He what a just a what a nice running back he is still at his you know even though he's been around a while. Former uh, Arizona Cardinal. Seems like everybody's been on the Cardinals. Cedric Benson had a massive, massive game for Cincinnati, but it just wasn't enough because Carson Palmer, folks. Carson Palmer. When Carson Palmer plays well, so do the Cincinnati Bengals. But when Carson Palmer completes 50% of his passes and has one touchdown and one interception, they're just not going to win. They're not going to win. It's all on Carson Palmer for the Cincinnati Bengals' success. And he just had one of those games yet again. Remember I talked about that earlier in the year when the Cincinnati Bengals came to the Matterdome. Will Carson Palmer, if Carson Palmer comes into play, the Vikings are in trouble. If he doesn't, the Vikings will defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. Period. End of conversation. Um, Sanchez hardly threw the ball at all, but he completed 80% of his passes. 15 of, I mean, completed 12 of 15 and got one touchdown. But it just he was efficient. He, he did what he had to do. The running game did the rest. Green was just amazing. That's the young running back over there in uh, the green New York Jets. <laughs> as uh, He looks like a nice running back of the future over there. And Thomas Jones taking kind of a Chester Taylor role over there and getting it done. Not much of a yardage guy right now, but getting it done nonetheless. Uh, New York looks like a solid football team. Not sure how great they're going to get long term. But they, they have some nice receivers. A Keller looks pretty good. Cotri's okay. Um, they they got it done, though. Their defense really got it done against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's defense wasn't all that great. They were okay, but not good enough, basically, is what happened. But, um, yeah, Carson Palmer just, no, non-factor. So you can say goodbye to Cincinnati for now. And, you know, I you like to root for an underdog, a team like Cincinnati, who has just, you know, hasn't had much success since since the late 80s, really, to be honest with you. Ever since the drive by Joe Montana, Cincinnati Bengals haven't been the same team, that's for sure. They were pretty good in the 80s with uh, Mr. Boomer Esiason, who's a, one of the better analysts out there. He's one of the best out there, I think. But uh, I, yep, oh, this is really the Boomer Bowl, I guess. You could say New York Jets and Cincinnati Bengals. Yep, the Boomer Bowl. What a boob. Yep. So, we're going to call it an end of that. And we're going to move on to the next game here before I get too much into the, you could call it the least interesting of the of the four. Well, Baltimore, New England. Well, it wasn't very interesting in terms of, it wasn't very fun to watch, you could say. Um, to be honest with you out there, I like both of these teams quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I was on the Baltimore bandwagon last year in the postseason, not being like a big fan of them and buying merchandise and go Baltimore, go Baltimore, yeah, they're my second favorite team. No, my second favorite team has been the Patriots for about 10 years or 11, 12 years because I like Boston teams. I just kind of adopted the Boston as my, sec- as my second sports town, you could call it. Um, very distant to Minnesota, though. Uh, 
because Baltimore is just a gutty team who gets it done in the postseason. They, they, they just do, even with a young quarterback. And my God, they're back. Baltimore's back. They're just 9-7. and seven, And they butchered, and I mean butchered, the New England Patriots. Just turnovers, interceptions early on, and fumbled by Tom Brady. Spelled the, uh, the doom of the New England Patriots and ineffective offense down the stretch. They just couldn't get it done. 33-14 to 14 in New England. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Mm, how the mighty have fallen. They actually had a worse record this year than last year. 11-5 and five New England Patriots couldn't even make the postseason last year. That's how ridiculous the AFC was last season. Absolutely nuts. And, of course, the world champion came out of the AFC. And I'm sure a lot of you out there think it's going to happen again. But we shall see if a team donning the purple and gold can say something about that. Or maybe even gold and black. Who knows? Uh, definitely the two most likely teams to win the Super Bowl from the NFC. But, yeah, we're not quite at that point yet. They're not in that conversation yet. Um, New England just didn't show up to play. And quite honestly, what a shame. What a shame. Joe Flacco didn't even have to do anything. He was only 4 of 10 for 34 yards. <laughs> Joe Flacco didn't even have to play. He was just a designated quarterback, basically. He was just a guy who hiked the ball and handed it off basically the whole game. They didn't even have to because the Patriots were too busy trying to do something, turning the ball over. Three interceptions for Tom Brady, including the, that fumble really early on, which really killed the Patriots. And the, the running game in, in, in Baltimore, God almighty, looking like, looking like Peterson and Taylor right now. My goodness, that is a good running game. Four touchdowns on the ground by the Baltimore Ravens. Even LaRon McLean, who I actually like quite a bit, who's a fullback now, even he got a goal line smash for a touchdown. McGahee looking like a solid player, and Ray Rice just really, really exploding. That guy is an explosive young talent and uh, looks really good. He had two touchdowns in the game. Just Tom Brady and the Patriots, they just looked like a team that's they, they, they need to do some soul-searching, and mm, I, I don't know. They, they need another piece, it looks like, right now. Um, Lawrence Maroney can't stay healthy. He only had one carry in the game. Kevin Falk, ah, he's a career backup, and he's really old. Sammy Morris, same thing. Fred Taylor, same thing. I mean, they need something. They, they need something in there. They need some new blood. Obviously, you hope that, yeah, I mean, Brady and Moss are going to stick around most Obviously, they're going to stick around. It's about staying healthy for them. But um, Baltimore looks like a very interesting, very interesting sleeper over there in the AFC. Not necessarily to get to the Super Bowl, but to stick a dagger in a team with a 14-2 and record, that being the Indianapolis Colts, folks. Don't be surprised if the Baltimore Ravens can beat the Indianapolis Colts. Don't be surprised. Because you know what, folks? I got a sneaky feeling it's going to happen. I think there's a 60%, or I'll, I'm going to give them a 60% chance of beating the Indianapolis Colts because Baltimore is that kind of team in the Baltimore Bowl. The Baltimore Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, Indianapolis Colts, but you get the idea. It could happen, folks. It could happen. The new Baltimore team beats the old one. Holy mm. crap, Batman! Yeah. I kind of I kind of have a sneaky feeling about that one. So, we're going to continue to move on here. 
We'll get to the third game now. That would be the uh, Green Bay and Arizona game. What a, what a barn burner, folks. What an absolute barn burner. <laughs> Look at the score, folks. 51 to 45. There was almost 100 points scored in this game. And you just knew this was going to happen. You knew it. Whatever, what happens in Minnesota, or what happened twice in Minnesota and Green Bay played, it was like just nonstop. Yard, there was like, they get about a billion yards apiece. And it's not necessarily because the defenses are bad, but the offenses play that sound uh, West Coast offense. It's just pretty much the guys open no matter what. And the defense kind of had to play the cover too because they don't want to give up the big play. But they give up yardage and after yardage after yardage after yardage. And that's pretty much how Arizona plays defense and how they play offense. <laughs> I mean, absolutely insane. Because like I say, Kurt Warner has an even faster release than Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers has a release right about as fast as Brett Favre. And they all play that same style. Um, quite honestly, fun to watch. It's you know, It's proof that you don't have to play a vertical passing game all the time to be a dominant offense in the NFL. And, of course, Joe Montana definitely showed that in the San Francisco days. Oh, back in the good old 1980s, the best decade ever, according to me and several others, I'm sure. But, um, man, oh, man, oh, man. What an amazing football game. And thank God that we avoid, the Minnesota Vikings avoid a possibility of, I mean, I, I don't want to even think of, of something like this happening. Green Bay coming into the Metrodome and somehow, some way, just something doesn't work out. Ugh, could you imagine the Green Bay Packers beating a Brett Favre Vikings team in the NFC Championship game? We would never hear the end of it. And quite honestly, it would just stick in our craw for, I don't know, 30 years. It would just be so frustrating. And it would suck major. Just major, man. <laughs> So, Schmitty out there, that's my buddy over there from sportsstuff.com, and of course, YouTube and other places, Facebook. Green Bay, big time being Green Bay Packer fan, he's, he's looking to get in the podcasting business as well. I think he could do a good job. Uh, I'm sorry for what happened out there <laughs> at the end, but uh, it's just the way it goes. I'm not talking trash to the Packers and their fans, I just don't do that because I don't need to. Um, and it's not saying that I'm above that and I'm better, it's just... It's not really my style anymore. It's 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 old news for me, you know. I've kind of I just moved on from that. I I just want to watch football and enjoy it. I don't want to. I don't want to get into any cuss matches with anybody. It's it's kind of it just. I think it's it just doesn't help any. Not really a confrontational person. So enough of that. God. But if if either if any team's really you know gonna make big plays, it's it's guys like Finley and Jennings. That Jeremichael Finley, what a guy who's emerged for the Green Bay Packers. By the way, that young tight end, oh my God, did he emerge? He played fantastic. Greg Jennings has always been a threat, no matter what. Definitely was frustrating for the Vikings. Donald Driver is just a you know he's he, he's the Chris Carter over there in Green Bay. He's that third down receiver though. He fumbled the. Fumbled away the ball for a loss, along with Larry Fitzgerald, who's just unbelievable. Oh, man, that's in, that that Arizona passing game is sick, folks. Unbelievable. Arizona Cardinals, they 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 could be a dark horse to go all the way yet again. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals could go back to the Super Bowl, folks. And I'm not picking them to go, but I think they could. Sure, they could. 
Of course, they'd have to come through the dome, possibly. <laughs> I would hope they'd have to come through the dome, if you know what I'm hinting at, being there on the other side of the conference right now. Um, five touchdown passes for Kurt Warner, folks. What an absolute barn burner. I'm just going to keep saying that because it's just unbelievable. He completed almost 90% of his passes, five touchdowns, no interceptions, as perfect a quarterback rating as there humanly could be. And Aaron Rodgers, well, he had one interception and a, unfortunately a very, very about as well, a costly, as costly a fumble as you're going to have as he was sacked by the Arizona Cardinals late in the game. I mean, this was a seesaw battle. Arizona came out firing, but Green Bay wasn't done. It's kind of, it was kind of like Minnesota and Green Bay. How Minnesota came would come out firing and then Green Bay would come back and make it insanely interesting. But unfortunately for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they end up losing games like that for some odd reason. At least games <laughs> ended up losing the games to Minnesota and, and of course, Arizona. So, mm. watch out for these Arizona Cardinals. Um, and trust me, I would be pretty worried about Green Bay coming into the Metrodome in the NFC Championship game if things got as crazy as that. I mean, how weird would that be? It'd be the most historic Viking-Packer game that could ever happen. Brett Favre of the Vikings with against Green Bay in an NFC Championship game. It's the pinnacle of the Viking-Packer rivalry that could ever happen if that were to happen. And, uh, you know, for entertainment purposes and historic purposes, and if we won the Galdern game, that would have been fantastic. It's just, oh, any possibility of losing a game like that would just stick in our craw for 30 years, as I mentioned. And I'm telling you, man, that would just suck. Uh, but because, you know, the old thing, you can't beat the same th- team three times. I'm not saying the Vikings wouldn't win a game like that, and it would be here, and the Packers have trouble here historically. Though you just you just never know. We all know what happened with the Chicago Bears back in the day when they with the Vikings beat them twice back in 94, and then they came into the Matterdome and beat us with Steve Walsh. Oh, come on! Who? Yeah, Steve Walsh. Who the hell is Steve Walsh, right? Yeah, he was good enough to beat the Vikings that day. So I'm Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than that guy. Uh, it's going to be extremely interesting indeed to see how these postseason, this postseason comes out. But... Um, yeah, that fumble by Aaron Rodgers at the end, that just had this, <laughs> just got a stick in their craw. But watch out for the Green Bay Packers. They're not done. They're not done, folks. They're going to they're gonna really be coming out next year. I got a thing feeling this team, this, this team isn't going to be going away anytime soon. So Vikings better hope we can get a nice young quarterback after Brett Favre, just like Green Bay did. Maybe Tavares Jackson emerges. Knock on wood, but uh, I'm not holding my breath there. So... Watch out for the Arizona Cardinals, folks. Watch out for the Arizona Cardinals. Just an, an offense that could be historic. They are just, you know, quite frankly, the Arizona Cardinals offense is more entertaining than the St. Louis Rams were with Kurt Warner. There, I, I just said it on air, folks. I, I think they are. I, I don't think there's any doubt they're more exciting. It's just, it's unbelievable, man. And, of course, St. Louis had extreme talent at receiver. But they didn't have a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> they sure the heck didn't. And uh, Kurt Warner, he might almost be better than he was then. It's just, wow, maybe. Well, maybe not. But yesterday he looked better. <laughs> that was about as good a game as you could possibly have in the NFL. Pretty much. So, here we go, folks. 
here we go. It's time to get into Minnesota and Dallas, but first we'll finish up um, Philadelphia and Dallas. Philadelphia Eagles, for the second week in a row, did not show up to play. Just didn't show up to play. A lot of us thought it could be kind of a grind em, gut them out game after neither team could score in the first quarter, but because, you know, Philadelphia wins games like that. They absolutely do. They're another West Coast offense, and, of course, their team that before this game had never failed to get out of the first round when they made the playoffs under Andy Reid. And the Dallas Cowboys had never succeeded <laughs> to win their first playoff game because, of course, they had the bye a few years ago and lost. Like I said, they never succeeded since 96, at least in the Wade Phillips and, and Tony Romo and even in the uh, uh, Bill Parcells era. They just could not seem to advance no matter what happened, no matter how talented they were. 14 and frickin' 2 in 2007. A lot of us saw New England and Dallas in the Super Bowl with, of course, the Patriots winning. But uh, Dallas making it interesting, and uh, Dallas did not get anywhere. And a lot of us thought, hey, Philadelphia, sure, yeah, they got their butts kicked in that play, in that season-ending game last week, 24-0. to zero, But they'd come out ready to go. They're a playoff-tested team who gets it done. Kind of like the Baltimore Ravens, really. Playoff-tested team that gets it done. But no, no. The Dallas Cowboys, who are now the second, who are now the second hottest team, is of course they they uh, replaced the Philadelphia Eagles in that role. The NFC East division champion Dallas Cowboys looking the part right now, heading to the division playoffs in the Metrodome or uh, Mall of America Field, thirty-four to fourteen, twenty-seven points by the Dallas Cowboys in the second quarter. Just absolutely ridiculous. Michael Vick threw a touchdown pass, though, in that second quarter. How about that? Jeremy Macklin, 76-yard play. That's That tied up the score. And then you thought, oh, baby, here come the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas Cowboys are going to choke again. Ha-ha. <laughs> no, not the case. Not tonight, said Wade Phillips. Not tonight. And um, Dallas Cowboys are coming into the Metrodome. As I mentioned, the second-hottest team in the NFL. Can Tony Romo do it again, though? Do you think, you think Lightning will strike twice and Tony Romo can have two consecutive uh, big weeks in the, in the, uh, the, the postseason? Because this time it ain't in the, the comfortable, well, some, somewhat comfortable confines of that Dallas stadium. Not the same in the Metrodome for the Dallas Cowboys. I got a pretty good feeling the Vikings are going to come out and win this football game, folks. I got a pretty good feeling about that. Um, you certainly can pass on the Dallas Cowboys, as the numbers would definitely indicate. You can certainly pass on them, and of course, what we saw yesterday, numbers and the uh, overall. Uh, Philadelphia didn't rush at all, but that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia doesn't rush. That's the problem. Um, the yards per carry, though, I mean, and the way they got through on their few opportunities, gosh, they ran the ball. 13 times in the whole game. Partially, I mean, you understand they're from behind, but Philadelphia, that's the way they play. That's just the way they play. Uh, Felix Jones is getting frighteningly good, folks, by the way. This guy is really, really starting to look good. Marion Barber didn't really do much in the game. Felix, Yeah, Felix Jones, he's, he's definitely on the rise. He's a big play guy over there in Dallas. And Tony Romo, you just never know. Will the same guy show up in the Metrodome next week? Well, I don't think so. I I can't see it. 
right now I can't see it. And that's not because I'm a homer. I'm saying this as an NFL analyst, folks. I could be in New York right now, on ESPN, over in New York, and just say, oh, you know, the, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm not even going to go there. But I wouldn't pick Dallas to win this game. And just because they're red hot and they finally, finally got one monkey out their back. Yeah, they got out of the first round. Guys like Terry Bradshaw and other quote-unquote experts on Fox and all the others thinking Dallas is going to go into the Metrodome and beat the Minnesota Vikings? Come on, man. Uh, no, I'm not sold on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going there. Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to win the football game. The Vikings are a better team. They're more complete. Uh, and in the Metrodome, the Vikings are about as good a team as you're going to, as you're going to see in the entire NFL. They are pretty much unbeatable in that Metrodome. And uh, it might be their last game in the Dome if we have to go to the Big Easy for the NFC Championship game. But uh, still, I think I, I can't see the Cowboys winning the game, even if they really do show up to play. Even if they do. Maybe it'll be like the Green Bay Packer game where it's like 38 to 35 or something, you know. Just some crazy back-and-forth game. But um, I, I just I can't see it, man. I can't see it happening. I mean, yeah, I'm scared of Felix Jones. That's who I'm... I, I'm more scared of Felix Jones than I am of Tony Romo, that's for sure. Romo was good, but he wasn't amazing. He was certainly well above average, but it's not like... It's not like he had a Kurt Warner game. You know, I mean, come on. Come on. Let's not... Let's not go crazy here. Let's just not. I don't really like the receivers in Dallas. They have some okay players. I mean, Austin's emerging. He's kind of a... He was a relatively unknown guy for a long, longest time. Roy Williams, I don't like him at all. I think he sucks. I think Roy Williams sucks, frankly. What a, what an, what an a-hole, really, Roy, Roy Williams. I don't, I don't like him at all. And <laughs> Witten is the scariest guy, really, when it comes to receiving, and he's a tight end. He's not necessarily this, you know, he's not Randy Moss in his prime. Um, though the Vikings have been beaten by tight ends quite a few times. That That's... I'm more afraid of Witten and Felix Jones than I am of Roy Williams and Tony Romo and guys like that. You know, the Vikings need to stop Witten. They need to <laughs> they need to get the right coverage on him. As they've, they've definitely had issues with that, especially with E.J. Henderson being out. That doesn't help because you usually have a linebacker go on a tight end. Uh, it, that's where the Vikings could have a little issue going on right there. Kind of have a feeling that Witten, I mean, I'm sure Witten will show up will show up in the Metrodome. I kind of have a feeling he will. It's just a matter of can the Vikings uh, can the Vikings counter that? Can the Vikings counter that? Can they? Will this week off help guys like? Uh, will it help guys like Vasante Shenko get 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 help, get more healthy? Uh, Far maybe any dings that he might have. You know, Sidney Rice has stayed healthy, which is nice. Peterson and Taylor. I'm sure any running back has a sore spot here or there, but they their health is good. I'm sure. Uh, you just you, you also hope a, a layoff doesn't kind of lull them to sleep too, though. I mean, layoffs can really suck when you're like out of work for a week or two at, at your job. You come in, sometimes you come in ready to go, big time, and sometimes you just blah and you're way out of it. So it's just a matter of how the Vikings handled this this week off. You just hope and pray things can get better. And of course, Antoine Winfield, Antoine Winfield. You talk about one of the major keys for the playoff success of the Minnesota Vikings. Especially if we have to face 
the Arizona Cardinals or New Orleans freaking Saints in the NFC Championship game. If we go to the NFC Championship game, we're going to need to score points, folks. And we're going to have to try to at least somewhat stop one of those teams. And Antoine Winfield, <laughs> you just pray to God in heaven that that foot is going to, is, is healthier, folks. Pray to God in heaven that that foot has, has seen some, some healing this, this, in this time off. I mean, it, it'll have been two weeks since the New York Giants game, which he had time off in that game, I'm sure. <laughs> Obviously he did. That was the easiest game ever, other than the Rams game this past year. But, um, mm, Lord Almighty, that, that is so important. Because no matter what, no matter what, you're going to be going against good receivers the rest of this postseason if we can get past Dallas. It's more on the linebackers to stop guys like Witten and Felix Jones. I mean, this is a linebacker game for the Minnesota Vikings. It, it's absolutely a linebacker game. Um, and, hey, you hope a jackass like Roy Williams isn't going to burn Antoine Winfield. And our safeties need to step up, man. The safeties have been horrible for several weeks now. Medea Williams, yeah, sure. Sure, he can hit people, but his coverage stinks. It, it absolutely has stunk the last several weeks. And Tyrell Johnson, well, he's not horrible, but he's... I, I don't know. He, he certainly hasn't proven himself to, to, to me yet and to quite a few other fans out there and fans and, and experts and uh, analysts. I consider myself analyst, maybe not expert, but analyst. Um, man, it's just it's going to be interesting. And that front four, obviously, needs to get to Tony Romo as much as possible. And watch out for the Dallas front four as well. Where? Woof. Watch out for where. That guy is a dominant, dominant player. He had two sacks against uh, McNabb and the Eagles. Mm. Of course, that's Jim Tower's favorite player, Donovan McNabb, as you as you might imagine. <laughs> he can't. He, it, it's like illegal for Jim Towers to say anything nice about Donovan McNabb. And of course, Jim Towers. Well, that's the he's a Dallas Cowboy fan. And uh, if you're listening, Jim, good luck to you. But I got a I got a good feeling that Vikings are going to pull this thing out. I do. I just don't think Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys can come out and come into the Metrodome and defeat the Minnesota Vikings in this game. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think the Vikings finally get back to the NFC Championship game again. It'll be the third NFC Championship game in 11 years. Yeah, that's that. That's not bad. Now it's just a matter of winning the goddamn game. You know, it's just a matter of winning the game. Please win the game, guys. That's all I say. And, yeah, like I'm saying, I think the Minnesota Vikings pull this thing out. Uh, you, can run on the, you can run on the Cowboys a little bit. You can. I mean, Philadelphia didn't really give us a chance to analyze that too much because they don't run. And, of course, stupid uh, Brian Westbrook is just, he's, he's done. Brian Westbrook is done. He's, he's always hurt now. He wasn't able to play in this game. Ah, man, does Dallas have a good running game, though. They have Felix Jones. They have the right choice. <laughs> and Marion Barber, former gopher, and he's been a goal line guy for a while, but he's, he's fallen out of that, out of, uh, he hasn't really seen the ball much because of Felix Jones' emergence. Hmm. It's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think the Vikings have to obviously, you gotta pass on the Dallas Cowboys as much as possible. Uh, I think that's more or less where you're gonna get more success. Try the running really early, see how it goes. Pretty much, but it's pretty much Favre is gonna have, 
it's going to be on Favre to help us win this football game. And, of course, the linebackers, as I mentioned, Favre and the linebackers are the keys to success for the Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys in the Metrodome. Absolutely. The linebackers and, of course, the defensive line is always, 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 always a humongous factor. If you if you can just flat pressure Tony Romo all day, the guy's not going to drink it. He's not going to make it. He's going to throw turnovers and uh, maybe even fumble, or at least he'll he'll throw the bad passes. As talented as he is, if you pressure Tony Romo in 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 a confine in a in a tough situation like this, a big game like this, he's not going to win the game for the Dallas Cowboys. He's just not. So there it is. Chalk it up. So. I'm really looking forward to the uh, the Arizona and New Orleans Saints game as well. I mean, you you talk about barn burners. You thought Green Bay and Arizona was a barn burner? Just you watch. Just you wait. Drew Brees and Kurt Warner. Oh, my God. Drew Brees and Kurt Warner in the Big Easy. Oh, that is going to be a lot of fun to watch, folks. If you like defense, turn the TV set off because it is going to be a 60, 70, 60 points a piece pretty much game. No, no, it probably won't be like that. Um, but, you know, don't be surprised if it's another 50, 40 game, 50, 40 point game for each team. It could, it's probably going to be at least in the 40s, I think. At least the winner of the game will have 40 and the loser will have 38 ish at minimum. Uh, I think the Saints win that game. I think the Cardinals run is over unfortunately even though they're awesome and uh, I just I don't think I don't think the Cardinals are going to win I I think they'll lose by just a little bit because I think their defense is going to let them down in the big easy I I just think the Saints are going to score too many points though (sighs) I'm kind of 45-55 on that one because the New Orleans Saints have absolutely tanked it in the, uh, the, la- the the end of the year, they just were not the same team, and the Vikings easily could have gotten home field advantage if they didn't screw up against teams like the Bears and, of course, Arizona and Carolina. If they could have won one of those games, just that's just the Bears game. That's it. Go ahead and get shelled by Carolina and, and uh, Arizona, and you still have the number one seed with thirteen and three. Uh, uh, I just think the Saints win one more game at least, at least one more game, just because they're 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 good enough to win. You know, as simple as that is. I just think, I, I, I just don't think Arizona's defense is going to get it done when it matters. But don't be surprised, you know, as I'm saying, don't be surprised if Arizona does go and win that football game. As I said, I'm 55, well, no, let's make it 51-49 on that game. 51% New Orleans wins just because their offense is even better, basically. It's just, can, can you top this? It's a, it's, it's a game like that. And um, if... Darren Sharper and the boys can get uh, Kurt Warner to turn the ball over, then the Saints will win the game. It's pretty much one of those deals. If he can get in the, if uh, Darren Sharper can get in that passing lane, he can screw up Kurt Warner enough and win the game. <sighs> so right now, I'm just going 51. percent um, But e- either way, folks, either way, as long as the Vikings just show up to play and beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think Minnesota can beat Arizona in the Metrodome. Absolutely, if Arizona comes to the Metrodome. And if there's any team, like I said last week, and I do apologize for the audio last week. The the, the web page I was on was screwing up the the RAM in my computer majorly. I don't know what the deal was with that page. 
the page I was looking at for the postseason. It just something was it was a bad web page basically, and it also tells you I need to get more RAM for this computer. But um, so again, I apologize for that. I, my playoff and analysis was chopped up nicely because the stupid choppy choppy uh, program <laughs> programming by yeah it just was very frustrating with my computer. But um, enough of that. Uh, so in case you couldn't hear me very good. <laughs> If there's one team the Minnesota Vikings can beat on the road in the postseason, all the, oh, Brett Favre, Brett Favre can't win big games anymore stuff can, goes out the window in New Orleans. I think the Minnesota Vikings should be the favorite, as long as they can get past the Dallas Cowboys, should be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC this year. And I'm not saying that as a homer. I'm saying that as an analyst, folks. I think I, as long as you can, as long as they show up to play and beat the Cowboys, I think Minnesota could beat New Orleans or Arizona. I just absolutely see it happening, and uh, like I said, don't be surprised if Arizona goes and beats New Orleans this this weekend. But I'm just picking the Saints by one percent because I think they're just a teeny tiny bit better. It's just as simple as that. So real quick, do a teeny tiny bit of predicting in the AFC. We'll see if I'm any good this time. I've been just horrible at it. Man, I... <laughs> okay, here's my gutty pick of the week. Here's my gutty pick of the week, since I didn't pick the Arizona Cardinals over the New Orleans Saints, which really isn't that gutty. Ladies and gentlemen, the Baltimore Ravens will beat the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my God! Yes, sir. They, they will defeat the Indianapolis Colts. The Baltimore Ravens are going back to the AFC Championship game where they'll lose to the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> It'll be a gut em out game, but they'll lose to the Chargers. Um, so obviously I pick the San Diego Chargers to defeat the New York Jets. I don't think they're going to have much problem at all. I think it's going to, San Diego's just going to run them into the ground, literally. Um, and the San Diego Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings will represent in the Super Bowl, folks, in my opinion. I'm not going to pick a winner in that game, partially because it's way too early in terms of uh, you know, you don't know who's going to be there yet. You don't know uh, how Minnesota or San Diego is, perf- is going to perform in the postseason because they haven't yet. What if the stupid Jets win? Oh, God, or the Cowboys. No, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Minnesota and San Diego go all the way this year. And the first reason, yeah, like I said, I'm not picking a winner is because it's too early to pick a winner because they both had a week off, and you just don't know. You don't know who's healthy and who's not. You don't know who's going to be on their game and who's not because playoffs are playoffs and crazy things happen. <laughs> Bleep happens. Yeah, to cover up any swearing there. Uh, and also, I don't want to say, oh, the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl because I'm the host of Purple Mafia and not, you know, people out there that aren't from here are going to say, oh, he's, it's just a homer pick, you know, whatever. He's just a total homer. He's, he's out of his mind. The Cowboys are going to beat them this weekend. He's just stupid. And, I don't want to pick San Diego because I don't want all of the Viking fans out there. You got you guys out there to come at me and say, "Oh, he's too negative. He's doubting the Vikings. What a jerk! I'm not listening to this show anymore." So, call me a wimp, but and all that stuff. But there's there's just no reason for me to pick that game for three reasons, like I said. But first and foremost, the most important reason, we just it's too early. It's too early to pick that. You don't know if either of them are going to be there yet for one. So. That's how things stand there and how well each of them are playing at that point in time. Because stuff can change. 
sure, both of them might kick major butt this weekend. Next week, maybe they'll win by, uh, you know, maybe they'll win by one point, you know, and five guys get hurt. You know, you just don't know. You can't do that. So enough of that. So it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a really fun postseason. And I'm so happy to be a part of this postseason this time and not getting beat by the stupid Philadelphia Eagles in the first round in such lame fashion that the Vikings did last year. Ladies and gentlemen, Minnesota Viking fans, enjoy this postseason. It is just an absolute pleasure. It's been nine years since we were in this position. Nine years since we had the bye, and we have a pretty good chance of getting to that conference final game and get possibly to our first Super Bowl in 33 years, baby. So we're going to get a little contact details out there for you. First and foremost, my email is paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. If you'd like to email me, also, which would be more fun, call into the phone lines. I'm a little disappointed nobody called in. Where are you guys? <laughs> so hope hope I didn't scare you off, Anthony from L.A., uh, especially when I said, oh, don't don't take our team from us. You know, I'm, I'm just kidding in terms of, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking you're somebody that's just trying to take our team away. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm just, you know, but I, I'm sure I'm concerned that the L.A. is building a new stadium and, uh, you know, Vikings have been looking at it. Sure, I'm concerned. I mean, who who, who wouldn't be? So, uh, no, I absolutely appreciate your support of this show and your fa- fandom of the Minnesota Vikings and definitely call in again for a little playoff talk. Definitely call in again, Anthony from L.A. and others out there. Please do call in. I know you're out there. Do call in and join the family here on Purple Mafia. And, of course, it might help if I give you the phone line, because some of you might not know it off the top of your head. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. be a pleasure. It is a voicemail. Mention you are calling it Rebrubal Mafia. Leave your name and town and opine, basically, or even ask a question or whatever. Uh, also, do join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. There's a button that says TSS Boards in the upper right-hand corner of the website, the front page of it. Uh, click on that, register, it's very simple, and join me in the podcast section and all the other sections, the NFL, Minnesota Vikings section, very simple, fast, free, and easy, as far as Ian would say, and 100% free and 100% fun, as I would say, uh, it'd be great to have you on there. We need as many of you out there as possible. We could pump up those boards, because it's not all just a Minnesota website. We need more of you out there. It is a worldwide website with trillions of teams and fans and all that good stuff well lots of well yeah all the nfl teams and stuff so um, definitely join up and don't forget to join my group on facebook paladino live productions that'd be terrific so we're gonna call it a show the vikings do win we are going back to the nfc championship game yes sir so that's my opinion and i'm sure a lot of you out there agree so We'll talk about that NFC Championship game regardless of who's in it next week. Do take care.